Hello. Hello. Hello, and welcome to the Zeitgeist Podcast. I'm Nick. I'm Greg. And these are the boys coming at you now with another conspiracy theory hitting at you hard. It's your boys. Your boy. Jib. The Jabronis. You were, yep. We should have called our podcast the Jabronis. Man, missed the opportunity. The Jabroni boys. Yeah. Jabroni boys coming at you from a loaf of loaf 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 of rye. The pepperoni jabronis. The pepperoni jabroni boys. Would have been great. We're not. I'm not even Italian, man. I'm most like sixty percent Italian. So yeah, pepperoni jabronis. Pepperoni. I got the nose. Yeah, sure. Big old nose. Big old honking sniffer. (laughs) Is that an is that an Italian stereotype? That that big nose. Big nose. Really? Italian thing. Yeah. I don't know. So I'd appreciate it if you didn't bring it up. I'd appreciate Racist. it if you were just pointing out my flaws all the time. Mm-hmm. All right, Greg. Yep. I've got a theory for you. Well, I would hope so. That's why we're here. Mm-hmm. And it's um, it's a good one. It's been around for a while. Okay. Um, but knowing you and how you are not into all of the super pop culture stuff, but I'm thinking given the time frame this was relevant, that you might know about it, you might not. Um, but we're going to see, okay? Okay, um, I'm ready. And it's not crazy, but it's fun. It's a fun one. That's what we're here for. Because like I said, it doesn't always have to be anything like crazy conspiracy. It doesn't even have to be a conspiracy theory. Because as the zeitgeist, it's just about the spirit of the time. So we can talk about things that are topical. Uh, but really, we decided that we're going to be skeptical about things, you know? And this one, I will I will add, I am leaning towards that I, I might believe this one. Really? Yes. We need a buzzer for like every time we like actually believe a theory that we talk about, we should just like ding or like, something like that. I'm not saying I do, but I'm saying I I believe it more because it just seems very possible given other conspiracy theories. Okay. If that makes sense. Lay it on me. Okay, let me pull it up. Jibberani. So let me know if you've heard this. The Avril Lavigne conspiracy theory. I have not, but I'm so interested. You have not. No. This is going to be great. Awesome. I'm so interested. This was a big one about a couple years ago. Oh, Um, wait. I have heard this. You have. I have, but it's been a long time, so I need you to refresh my memory because Avril Lavigne was a big part of all of our childhoods. Of course. Um, If you were an early 2000s kid, Avril Lavigne was a a big part of it, especially when things got complicated and we all dated that skater boy. You said, yep. see you later, boy. <laughs> Wasn't good enough for her. Okay. I, I, I appreciate the reference. It's good. You're welcome. Yep. Um, so it was also very sad to hear um, when she did pass away. Uh, what this was is that? the theory. Okay. Okay. So the conspiracy theory of Avril Lavigne. I'm basically going to be referencing this article by Sarah Richlock. Sarah, <laughs> Sarah, Sarah McLaughlin killed Avril Lavigne. You heard it here first, folks. She couldn't share she's, the spotlight. Yeah, she just couldn't take it <laughs> anymore. Random. Okay. <laughs> With this, so, this, this pop punk teenager, you know, while Sarah mm-hmm. McLaughlin's making beautiful music, art, this kid over here, you know. Just stealing up all the, all the, all just, the paparazzi juice. And I know. Just, just, just killing, just, just killing just, the just, charts. Couldn't I handle know. it. She's like, and that's what she said. She's like, you know, if you're going to kill the charts, I'm going to kill you. Who's Sarah what? I'm kidding. Okay, I'm like, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> okay, so Sarah Richlock, Richlock, Richlock. Rich, she wrote Richlock. an article 
back in October of last year. And this is basically what I'm referencing the entire time. She did a beautiful job in breaking down this whole thing. Okay. So uh, basically, you know who Avril Lavigne is. She was a, uh, it gives her, she starts out with a little bit of background. She was born mm-hmm. in Ontario, Canada in 1984. Mm-hmm. Um, she uh, entered a radio contest, made it big, and started her first Wait, album. Wait, that's how she got famous? It was a radio contest? Yeah, a Canadian radio station. Man, uh, so found just, her, and just then, so you know, it actually can happen, believe it or not. Or maybe it could happen in the 90s. Maybe it can't happen now, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she, uh, uh, in the in 2000, she signed a deal for uh, with the record label to do two albums and for $2 million. So that's how she got started, and those uh, started her very first two mega hit albums. And mm-hmm. her style of music was, of course, very skater, punk, emo influence yeah, of the early punk. 2000s. Yeah, uh, exactly. How When she was asked how to describe herself, she would say pop punk. She was inspired by the rebellions of the teens in the early 2000s and gave us the demographic and a sound and a voice to relate back to. So we all mm-hmm. saw her as that relatable teen with all the angst that we all felt. It was time. exactly, it was her and Haley Williams. And we were just like, they get us, you know, Haley Williams. Was that an, the, yes, the you're right. Just, Wait, oh hold my, on. Is that no, her name? Yes, that is her okay. name. Holy I was, crap. I thought I just like totally missed I was up. like, who is that? I know who that is. Like, yeah, oh, it's no, freaking it's, Paramore. I love yeah. Paramore. As far as like, as far as like female pop punk idols, like they, and, and also like Evanescence for a little while, but like, they, like, <laughs> they, they, we, we all were, we Wake thought we thought up. we got it right. Oh yeah. We we thought like yeah they they know exactly the kind of pain I'm feeling in my first world country and suburban neighborhood and my stupid mom they got the wrong pop tarts. Can't wake up. Yeah, and we just we just save me. Just, yep. I my my favorite was you know being like being like eight years old and or <laughs> not even eight like being like twelve years old and listening to Blue October talking about, it's just straight up talking about suicide. We're just like dude. I get it. And it's like, no, you don't. You're 12 years old. You have no clue. The world's problems are mine. I know. I feel the weight so of the world. Hard. Oh, man. I didn't pass my spelling test. My mom only bought Raisin Bran. And I've been eating Raisin Bran all week, man. I just want to end it all. I've had fantastic poops. End it all. Yeah. I've had fantastic poops. <laughs> all week. I just want the some. best poops of my life. They're so firm. And I'm so depressed because I'll never poop that well ever again. Uh, sorry, that's Avril Lavigne. <laughs> it's too relatable. Okay, so basically, we all know who Avril Lavigne is. Uh, what really broke her into the stardom was in 2002 when she uh, released her single "Complicated," which yep. topped the charts. Oh, loved it. Um, we all know that one. Also, the Weird Al parody, "Constipated." Oh, yeah. oh I love that. Good one. So she was everywhere for so long, and uh, so that album and her. Uh, so she released that single first, and then she eventually released the album titled Under My Skin. And that album really established Avril's uh, credibility and dedication to her as an artist. Her hard work was visible on the level of emotion that she poured into the album. Mm-hmm. Her fame only continued to skyrocket as her songs were played on repeat on every radio station and CD players across the world. Yep. And from here is where the conspiracy starts. At the peak Wait, of her so fame. Are they saying she died in 2002? No. Oh, okay. But we're saying, it's saying like at this point, like she's at the she hit she's hit her like stride. Like she's she's got a name. She's all over the place. But at this point is when things start to go a little crazy. Hmm. So and here's the, where the theory starts. It started from a guy called on Twitter, 
a couple of years ago. The birthplace of conspiracy theories. Of course. Um, at Given Chase. Is that how you say that right here? Given Chase. Chase. Given, given Chai Ass. <laughs> um, you can go look them up because the Twitter account has since been deactivated. Mm. Uh, but I'm they thinking, were. I'm thinking the government got involved. They were well, all like, oh, we can't have this. Well, Twitter um, deleted their account and censored the tweets because they were. Um, uh, they were considered suspicious and doing like misleading content, so they mm. shut them down. So that or, leads into one that makes people that made people believe this conspiracy more because they were kind of right. censored. Or this could be like a Brittany Murphy, you know, home, Department of Homeland Security kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Do you know that theory? I it sounds familiar. I think I know what it is. Another episode. We'll talk about Brittany Murphy. Okay. I'll I'll probably do a mix like a '90s episode where I'll talk about Kurt Cobain. And Britney Murphy. Only nineties kids. Yeah, only nineties kids will get this. No, but I mean, actually, that the Britney Murphy one is actually a really interesting theory. But go ahead. Okay, so they, so that person on Twitter developed the original theory. Um, so, and so it goes from there. Avril was eighteen when she released her first album, which is a hmm. big deal yeah. for someone at eighteen to do. That's a lot of fame thrown at you real quick. I didn't do crap when I was eighteen, man. Oh, I no. didn't do it. I didn't do a thing. I had like just moved out. I, I was working in a restaurant. I was, was in like, community college, man. Like I, I wasn't doing anything. Yeah, interesting. I was like, I just need to get by. Like, yeah, exactly. But this girl had the world and the public eye thrown at her from every angle. Everyone was all about this girl. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, um, after that, it, she was really unprepared for this much fame and attention, and. Given her like angsty pop punk, like I don't want to do this culture, mm-hmm. she didn't want to be in the public eye, and it was uh-huh. way too overwhelming for her. She's like, I don't want to do this. Wait, is this Hannah Montana? Are you building this whole thing up just for freaking a Hannah Montana joke? Kind of, it kind of. This is um, gonna be okay. Go it's, ahead. it's it's weird. So. She was unprepared for the spotlight and had zero desire to be in it. And the constant attention from crazy fans impacted her and overwhelmed her very quickly. Due to her feelings and of the bombardment and hating being in the limelight, Avril came to a decision to to search for a woman to stand in for her during press moments, red carpets, and other public appearances aside from live stage performances. Enter Melissa Vendela, Avril's new stunt double. What? Her doppelganger. Wait, so this is like I can look this woman up and see like her like credentials, and it will actually show that she was hired as a stunt double. I don't know. I haven't looked that much into that. That would give this, a but lot I do know that this girl, this girl is is real. I think. Okay. I think I need to I need to look it up again here in a second. I mean, wait, is that is that her? Oh yes, yes, it is. They she looks just like Avril. Yeah, they look exactly the same. What the heck? Okay, so. Avril and her record label figured that they would use this stand-in to look just like her and help her focus while Avril could focus on her music while Melissa would go out in public and pretend to be Avril for the press and the public. Hmm. Which, in a way, I feel like makes sense. It's not a bad idea. I feel like if you have someone that looks exactly like you, maybe even people who have a twin, why not have the person that's more geared towards being in public appearances do that and then have the artist focus on their work if that's what they want to do. Teach her your signature. The public is none the wiser. They all think they met Avril Lavigne. Exactly. Nobody's hurt. Honestly, like at this point, I'm like, I could believe that. 
yeah. I could believe that that seems like a great that, idea. That seems reasonable. It keeps your sanity at a good spot. You both are doing something you're good at. You're right. not overwhelmed. Split the work up. Yeah. Uh, so she would go out in public, and during this engagement, Avril and Melissa would end up spending a lot of time together, of course. Whether it was preparing Melissa for press events and red carpets, or just sitting in the studio playing back Avril's unreleased tracks, Avril and Melissa, Avril and Melissa started to develop a really great bond as friends, and they really took the doppelganger idea seriously. Mm-hmm. And Avril would decided to actually start training Melissa how to sing just like her. And what? See, mm-hmm. Yeah, that, the, that's where yeah. that that seems tough for me to because no matter how much you train someone. Everyone's voice is different. Everyone's vocal cords are different thicknesses and lengths. And so it's very difficult to just teach someone, hey, you can sound exactly like me if you do this. You, you got know? a point. So let's keep reading. Let's keep reading. So um, their relationship continued to grow and Melissa started becoming a better singer. And in 2003, Avril took a very big personal hit. And this one is true. This mm. is a true event. Okay. Avril's grandfather passed away and he was her biggest fan and they were very close. Hmm. and it absolutely destroyed her she even played a concert on the day he died and was a visible wreck on stage and she decided to dedicate a song to him and his memory this heartbreaking event was the catalyst for avril's spiral into a deep depression Hmm. her writing became much darker and her desire to be in the public for performances lessened even more the weight of fame plus the soul-crushing loss of her grandfather became too much for Avril and her depression to bear. So she became incredibly suicidal and eventually Avril hung herself in 2003 and successfully committed suicide. So when I, when I said, are they saying she died in 2002, I was actually really close. You were close. Hmm. So, but the thing is, like, you're like, oh, wait, she's not dead because she's clearly still alive. Yeah, right? like she still does things. Yeah, so the theory is she died, she killed herself. But after the record label discovered Avril's suicide, they were at a moral crossroads. Avril had just finished her third album before she passed away and was at the height of her career. And the, and the label wanted to bring Avril's masterpiece to the public, but mm-hmm. did not exactly, exactly have Avril around to perform and promote her work now that she was gone. Mm-hmm. However, the label was still paying Melissa to be Avril's doppelganger. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, conveniently enough, she had just learned how to sing just like Avril. I see. Mm-hmm. Seeing the numbers from her pilot release and knowing the potential of her next el- album uh, could bring in a lot of revenue, Avril's record label decided to transition Melissa's role from stand-in Avril to full-time Avril. So Melissa became Avril Levine. Only in public, though, right? Like, she didn't have to, like, assume her you know, debt or her, you know, driver's license, social security number, all that. I guess so. Hmm. I mean, the label released Avril's third album called The Best Damn Thing in 2007 and began to train Melissa in order to convince the public that she was the original Avril to combat some of the differences, the differences that Melissa was not able to fully change or get down to pat. The record label decided that they would rebrand Avril's look with the release of their this third album. Her new style reflected much more of the emo and scene culture that was rising in popularity in 2007. Avril's first career number one hit was her song, Girlfriend. I remember that one. 
And many fans who resonated with Avril's original look and sound found that the song and many others in the album now showcase the vocals that Avril wouldn't have done before. This was some of the differences that Melissa tried to desperately hide came to light. So um, rather than being like a skater, she was mm. rebranded to more of a scene girl, right. which was big in 2007. Yeah. And the thing that kind of makes it a little non-believable is because wouldn't any artist do that to keep to stay relevant? Oh, a lot of them did. Yeah, they would they would change with the times. Like yeah, a lot yeah. of bands, like if their music isn't popular, they'll try to tweak it to be they'll, popular. Yeah, they'll adjust to whatever the fan base is, whoever the biggest fan base is. Yeah, and, so. and being seen, like 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 a scene kid or an emo yeah. kid was very big in 2007. Believe me, I was right. one of them. Well, and that, that's also because millennials being the largest generation up till now, and actually still, I think, um, like, you know, that's kind of where the, that's where the, the fan base went, you know? Mm -hmm. So like if the majority of millennials went from being skaters to scene to, you know, whatever they went to now, um, then that's what the artists would do too. Exactly. So aside from the change in vocals, because, um, they're saying that the song well, girlfriend, like, Hey, and, hey and let me also, like they're saying like, that one is a lot more vocal heavy than the other songs used to be. And then let me also just point out, um, you know, with the skater thing, you know, that changing with the times and all that, Tony Hawk's popularity also dropped down quite a bit. Right. As you get to the late 2000s compared to the early 2000s and late 90s, you know, mm -hmm. uh, Matt Hoffman, similarly for BMX. So I really do think that it was just a change in the times. And I mean, her vocal change honestly could just be that she's one, she's getting older and two, she's yeah. a, getting a lot more training. So she's exactly. able to expand exactly. her vocal performance, mm -hmm. which all this makes sense and can be written off like that doesn't really have a lot of evidence, but it gets crazier. So aside from the changing in vocals, fans began to pick up on some additional clues that Avril was not quite herself. People began to analyze her behavior during interviews and even pay attention to her face structure and body. During interviews, Melissa was too preppy for, Azure, for Avril's usual I don't care attitude. When they asked about this theory in particular, Avril, in quotes, became incredibly standoffish and bombed her performance afterwards. Now that's interesting. People also looked at her body and noticed details were not trademarked Avril. Avril had a lot of very distinct birthmarks that had mysteriously disappeared. A new tattoo that happened to be the same as Melissa's, and even the shape of her eyes have changed. So they have I a side-by-side -side comparison picture right here. So uh, the left is um, well, Melissa, just Melissa and, and the right is Avril. Is Avril. So hmm. you can see that on Avril, there's on her right or her left arm, there's a couple, there's four like mole or birthmark looking things. But then on Melissa's picture, there's like, there's those same birthmarks and then like a bunch more, like a, a lot more tiny ones. I don't see that as very convincing. See, here's the thing though. Like it says in the caption, left is Melissa as Avril and right is original Avril. They both could be Avril, though. So we can't we can't say that, like, oh, no, this one's Melissa. Like, I can see that, like, in the one that says original Avril, one, their eyes are different colors. Um, but um, again... No, the, it's the lighting, too. Yeah, it could be the lighting, but I can see that her eyes look in this picture, in the Melissa as Avril picture. She has, like, narrower eyes, but again, she's outside in this one. In this one, yeah. she's like a photo shoot. So that one is not a very convincing picture. 
And then there's another picture below that kind of shows like the, her facial structure. So more facial differences between original Avril on the left and then Melissa as Avril on the right. So on the right, uh, you can see that like her nose is a lot smaller. She's got a smaller chin line and like it's not as it's Melissa has a lot more of an asymmetrical face, whereas Avril did not. Hmm. And again, and and then the one of Melissa is from 2016. And this other one is probably from her when she was like 19. So True. that's so a lot of time. Your face is going to look different. I mean, certain parts of your face will keep growing um, over time. And also just, you know, depending on if you gain weight, you lose weight. You know, if you if you're famous and rich enough, you could get some kind of cosmetic surgery. Like exactly. maybe her nose is different because of that, you know. Mm -hmm. So to this day, some fans are truly convinced that this conspiracy makes too much sense and provides too much unarguable evidence that it must be true. Even more recently, Avril's Twitter released an image of her handwriting for one of her new songs, which looks nothing like her old songwriting pages. Even her autograph has changed slightly. The public has accepted this theory as true and continues to search for additional clues to confirm their beliefs. So then it shows uh, two of her signed albums, and one is from her album Let It Go, and it's uh, very, um, like, a hard signature and this other one right. it's like heartsy and light and cutesy hmm. and it's very different um with this particular theory the main and so then um the writer of the article then goes on to explain like how uh, people could be creating this in their own heads which, right like well, it's called like mean... ad ign ignorantium mm -hmm. ad ignorantium or something it's a type right. of like sensation where people are just um they're they're making these claims and to theories because they they see this stuff presented to them and they're making connections that aren't there. Exactly, and that's the way the human brain works. Is we're designed to make these connections. And I mean, the article even just said like they they seek out things to confirm their beliefs. That is the definition of confirmation bias, which right. is which is um, which is a fallacy, right? Mm -hmm. That you, if you only seek out piece of information to confirm what you already believe, then you're not really being true to your method of, of uh, investigation. Yeah, you have to look at both sides. Exactly. You've see, got, like, you've what got, evidence has the opposing side? Yeah, you've got a hypothesis. Found. You've got a hypothesis, right? And the hypothesis in this case is like Avril is not, you know, who she says she is or whatever. And then you look at all the data and then you come to your conclusion. It's not like, here's my hypothesis. How can I prove that to be true? Um, and so, like I said, this isn't a crazy theory, but a lot of people yeah, I mean, have this sounds pretty crazy. because um, both of these Avril and Melissa are both real people. So, yeah, the thing is, like people are thinking that like they're still that the, the record label and the music industry are still playing it up as if they're still separate people. But in fact, Melissa is just being Avril. Hmm. Because Avril has apparently has changed so much. But the thing is, given all that time, it's been like what? She started in 2000. It's been 19 years. Yeah. And so, yeah, she's going to change. Like, we yeah, all change. I mean, we all change. Um, and the thing is, if, like. I mean, yeah, me 19 years ago, totally different than me now. Because, I mean, I get that some of the some artists want to kind of stick to their roots. But, like, she did come out with one song that I think was a lot of people's kind of like, what the hell is this song? Have you heard of Hello Kitty? By her. What? No. It is a weird ass song. Is it, it sounds like it. Oh, okay. So quick break. I'm gonna show Greg uh Hello Kitty. 
absolutely. It's like a train wreck, you know. You just can't. You, it's so you can't look away, but it's so bad because you know, me no psycho, arigato, kawaii. I mean, yeah, like a like a fat kid on a pack of Smarties. <laughs> um, it's a major rager, OMFJ. <laughs> what is that? It's, even? it's so weird. It's, it's so, so weird. I was expecting like an Alanis Morissette type transformation, you know, where it's like all of a sudden the songs are like way darker. Well, she already like, had the way dark. Those face. weren't really that dark, though. Well, hers were just like angry, kind of. Well, she did have an album, um, an album I actually really liked. I can't remember. I think it's called Black Star. Okay. She had a song called Black Star. I think it's her one of that album or something. It's real. It's really good. It's a lot more somber and a lot more like darker. And then this. This yeah, shit comes what out, is and that, it's dude? So weird. It's so uh, one point seven million likes. Yeah, and or like th- thumbs up. Sorry, it's and, YouTube. And one hundred and seventy-five million views. Which it, it, this this mm. video has more views than her official Skater Boy music video. Wow, what the heck? Why? Because it's weird. But that what what? When did they post the Skater Boy video? Because that was before two thousand five, before YouTube existed. But even so, I want to know how long it's been on YouTube. Because, I mean, just 2010. So four years prior to. um, Yeah, so it has four more years and it doesn't have as many. Well, maybe because there's people like you just showing showing me this weird new. I don't think so. It's not that new. 2014, but still. It's it's still. And a lot of people, I think, got kind of. Because she had during that time, she had a lot of other weird songs like that. So everyone's like, "Okay, come on, this is Melissa. She's way more poppy than Avril was." So, mm. but the thing is, I can believe this theory because I think there's other theories like this out there for celebrities, like yeah. Illuminati stuff. Paul and, McCartney is Paul, the, yeah, the most McCartney. famous one. Yeah, yeah, the fact like he died, and there's like signs in like the albums, and yeah, like, you and play you play a song backwards. It says Paul is dead. Mm-hmm. That, all that stuff. And Everybody knows that theory. We what was talk that? About that. Uh, like it was called like the number nine song or something. I don't remember that one. I don't remember the name of the song, but apparently, if you play in the song, it it says like in a really weird way. It goes like number nine, number nine, and if you play it backwards, it sounds like "Turn Me On, Dead Man." Hmm. But that's interesting. Yeah, and um, it's not. I, and then it was funny because I actually heard this on. A YouTube video. So on the Abbey Road cover, I think in the license plates of one of the cars, um, they had it said like if it's an IF like third like whatever his age would Paul McCartney's age would be at the time it when that album released. So they have they're like, oh that confirms it because he would have been that oh that age and well, he was that age. That's when that album came out. And so when Paul McCartney released his own album later he put on a license plate in the car on a car in the background it says 56 is <laughs> to say like he's currently 56 yeah. wait is he really that young no this is a while back. okay i'm like i'm like paul mccartney's kind of well i thought he was in his 70s now let's see I'm let's very find curious. out let's find out how old paul mccartney is if it even is the real paul mccartney <gasps> honestly if it is i'm fine with it because he wrote some of their best stuff oh he's 77 he's 77 yeah um, if if this is a fake Paul McCartney, then he's a brilliant musician. I mean, there's a lot of like uh, the theory was he died in like '85 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, because like I said, there's so many of these like celebrity like stand-ins 
um, theories. Like that's I just like the Avril one because that kind of that that one's always connected with me because you yeah. listen to her, right? And I mean, it's not crazy, but the thing is, I can I could believe it. I don't actually think it's true, but I feel like it's not out of the realm of possibility for a label to it's, want to do something like that. It's if true. If an icon were to die, they want to still make money off of that. It's that true. Label. Cause they could either be like, all right, we're going to, we're going to make a bunch of money off of this album, you know, and just, uh, send, send it out posthumously. But what if instead we make a lot of money for years to come and keep releasing more albums with mm-hmm. our, our doppelganger here? It's interesting. I'll give you that. It's, it's an interesting theory. Um, I, I don't know that Avril is dead, but it does like, I do think it's very possible that she might have a doppelganger for public events because have you ever seen uh, photos from Avril Lavigne's like events? No, there she's, she's really weird in, in those photos. Like, like, that's like a thing. Like everyone has to stand like two feet away and like, it's like, like no touching allowed. There's a bodyguard standing there. Like it's, it's, well, see, why would she want that if it wasn't the real Avril get you close? No. Yeah, that, and that's what I'm thinking. Like, that's why there might be a doppelganger. I don't know if she's actually dead, but um, I think at least in public, I've it's it's a little like you know, it's it's a little much for even for anyone who goes to a you know take a photo with a celebrity. Most people True. they're like they're at least okay with like an arm around the shoulder or something, you know. But like she's like, no, 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 you stay all the way over there, and then we'll take this photo. You know, don't touch me. Yeah, yeah, interesting. I that's I I got I don't have much more to say on this one. Um, but what do you guys think? Is uh, is Avril Lavigne really still with us? Is Paul McCartney still with us? And what on earth happened to the Department of Homeland Security and Brittany Murphy? Find out next time. Well, no, probably not. I, I don't know if I'll talk about that next time. I'll talk about it at some point. It's a good one. Okay. Um, but uh, thank you for listening. Again, you can you can tweet at National Freak, which is Nick's account. That's me. I, I have an account. I don't ever check it. Don't bother. Um, and, uh, you know, send us your stuff. Send us your thoughts. And uh, send us who you think is dead. I'm dead. We're all dead. Inside. We're all dead. We're just at different different levels of dead. I'm almost dead. That's. I mean, yeah. That's Three, what happens. Two. Oh, he's gone. <sighs>